Well, I'd like to thank all of you for being here this morning. Like I said, we still got a number of people that uh, couldn't be here today, and uh, we're praying for their return. Uh, Y'all still keep uh, Pat Bramlett in prayer. She is home out uh, from the nursing home and rehab. She's doing in-home rehab. I was over there Thursday, and uh, she's starting to walk a little bit, and uh, they're working with her in therapy, so y'all keep her in mind. they thought maybe they might be here this morning. I was kind of looking for them, but they did not make it. But uh, but y'all just keep them in prayer because I know they're wanting to get back to church so bad. And be sure and say hi to the visitors this morning uh, and uh, welcome them here because it's so good to have them here. And uh, but uh, today I would like to just bring it's it's, it's a short message today. Uh, you know, I was kind of under the weather Wednesday, but I feel fine now, doing great. And, uh, but uh, it's just that uh, I would like to speak for a few minutes this morning, when, and I've entitled my message, When God Does Not Hear Us. Have you ever had those times that you just felt like your prayers were not getting above the ceiling? That God wasn't hearing you? That He wasn't answering you? And we weren't, well, what's going on? What's happening? How come that, that I don't feel like I'm getting an answer to prayer? Why don't I feel like God's hearing me? Well, we're going to look for just a few minutes this morning at some of the reasons that uh, God doesn't hear us. And it's not God's fault. Believe me, it's our fault. Most of everything that happens is our fault. God is perfect. We're not. We make mistakes. God don't. And uh, I want to start out with a scripture here that will tell us right off the bat many times why God does not hear our prayers. And it's in Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2. And it reads, and, and God's telling us, He's saying, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, it cannot, it, that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. God says, I'm still in the saving business. My arms are, have not shrunk. I still can reach as far as I need to reach. My ears, I still hear you. But sometimes I'm not answering you. And then in this next scripture, God tells us why. He is not answering us. Listen to it. It says, But your iniquities or your sins have separated you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. We can have sin in our life that we have not confessed. We can be doing things we shouldn't be doing and not repenting of them. And God says this is something that I cannot abide. God is a holy God, a loving God, a merciful God, a God full of grace. But when we make mistakes, God has put in His Scripture that if you have sinned, call upon me, confess that sin, and I am faithful and just to forgive you. When we sin, we should go to God immediately and get rid of that sin. 
And I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna touch on that again here in just a few minutes. But, uh, you know, even the Apostle Paul, as close as he was to God, he had some problems too. You know, God, Paul wasn't always Paul. At one time, he was totally against the Christians. He was persecuting Christians. He was even having some Christians put to death. But God got a hold of Paul. And he turned Paul's life around. I, I know some people in here, he's turned your life completely around. He turned mine around. When we call upon God and put our faith and our trust in Him, He can do things that nobody else can do. Only God could have turned Paul around and did what He did in Paul's life. He filled Paul so full of God that Paul wrote almost three quarters of the New Testament. That's how, that's how God worked with Paul. And here he was, having Christians put to death. But God said, I can use this man. I can turn him around. I can change him. Some of us are going through some certain things in our lives. God says, that man, I can use him. I can turn his life around if he'll let me. We have to let God come into our life and turn us around. We can't keep pushing God away, rejecting God. We have to invite God in. God is not going to force his way into your life. You're going to have to invite him. He says, I am the door. I knock. Open and I'll come in. He's not going to kick the door in. He's not going to break the door down. You're going to have to open the door. I'm going to tell you right now, the knob is on the inside. You have to open it. God is not. He's offering himself to us. Just like he offered himself to Paul. Paul wanted to refuse him. But God had such a, a job for Paul to do that Paul couldn't resist God. God's got a job for us to do. He's got something for you to do. And many of you are feeling God pushing, trying to get into your life stronger than what he is, but we're afraid to let him in. We're afraid he's going to ask us to do some things. Oh, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Not on your own power, but in his power. Believe me. He'll fill you so full of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. That Holy Ghost, you... It's hard to believe what you can do through the Holy Spirit. Unless you've had that Holy Spirit work on you and work in your life, a lot of times we don't understand what the Holy Spirit does. But He can turn your life around. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He takes care of us. He watches over us. He helps us. Matter of fact, he, that's one of His names. He's called the Helper, the Comforter. And we need to get that Holy Spirit inside of us. You know, after many years of Paul walking with the Lord... He said something in, in Philippians. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. He's admitting something. You know, we thought, well, boy, poor Paul's got it all together. He knows what God wants of him. He knows what he's doing. 
But Paul says, I've got so much to learn yet. So much yet that I don't know. And here in, in Philippians 3.12, he says, Not as though I have already attained, or I am already perfect, but I follow after, so that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. Paul is saying that I have not already achieved everything that I want. I, I do not know everything about God. Or have I already reached perfection? He said, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I keep pressing on to possess those things of Christ Jesus that I want. Paul was saying, I still have a long way to go. I have so much more to learn. So much still is ahead of me yet. Most people would think Paul knew everything there was to know about God. After what God had called him to do, he said, well, Paul is just so full of God, he knows everything. There's nothing that Paul don't know. Then Paul says, what I'm going to do so I can have more knowledge of God and get closer to God, he, he says, I am going to forget what is behind me. See, that's one of our problems right there. Trying to forget our past. Try to forget what we once was. Can God forgive? The devil is telling you, God can't forgive you. God is saying, I can and I will forgive you. See, that's what Paul's saying. I'm going to forget those things. Paul knew that one time he was persecuting Christians. He was having Christians killed. He had to get past that so God could use him. Sometimes we have to get past things in our life that's in our past so God can use us. Say, Lord... I know you're a God of forgiveness. I know you're a God of mercy, and I know you're a God of grace. I know you will forgive me because you said, call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. In other words, for us to be saved, we have to be forgiven, don't we? God forgives. And uh, so Paul was just saying, I'm going to forget my past failures. We've all got failures in our life. We need to forget them, get over them, and move on. God has forgot them. He's forgive you, now move on. Now see, it's the devil that's holding you back. He's trying to convince you, oh, God can't forgive you for all you've done. See, that's what he's trying to do to Paul. Look at you, Paul. Look at all the things you've done, and you think that God can forgive you? Paul knew God had forgiven him. And you need to know, too, that you have been forgiven. You know, many, I, there was this one guy, by fact, I'm going to tell you, it's me. It's me. I didn't think God could ever forgive me. I said, Lord, I've asked and I've asked for your forgiveness. You know what I heard? I said, Bill, I forgave you the first time you asked. Get over it. Get past it. I got some things for you to do. See, I didn't think with my past that God could ever use me for anything. I didn't think God could do anything in my life. There is not a person that God cannot change. Like I say, look at Paul. I'm looking at a number of people in here I know. But you've got a past. But God's forgot it. He's forgiven you. Get over that past, move on to what God's got ahead for you. That's what Paul is saying right here. I'm, not, I'm going to forget what's behind me. And not only my past failures, 
but also my past victories. You know, sometimes people dwell on one victory. We should have victories in our life every single day through Jesus. Whether you've witnessed to somebody, told them about God, prayed with somebody, whatever. That is a victory that you have approached somebody and told them about God. That's a new victory. God is new every day. He's got new things every day for our lives if we'll just let him do it. You'll have a testimony and witness in you that, that people can't believe, that they cannot believe. And uh, but Paul was saying, I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. I want to press on with my walk in God. I want more of God in my life. I want to know more about God. How many of you want to know more about God? How many of you want more of God in your life? God wants to have more of you. He wants you to submit to submit unto the Lord. That's one of the first things we have to do if we want Jesus in our life is submit our, our past and our present to Jesus. Submit it. And uh, most of us want more than God. You know, let me ask you a question. If we could step back and look at our lives, could we honestly say, hey, I don't need to study the Bible all that much anymore. I think I've got it down pretty good. How many of you got the Bible down? How many of you know everything that the Bible says? We don't. I can read Scripture, and I've read I don't know how many times, and sometimes I can reread that Scripture, and I see something I never saw before. God enlightens you. He shows you something new constantly we just have to let God into our life open up your Bible read that scripture and that scripture will come alive and sometimes that scripture you want well what am I going to do how am I going to get out of this situation what would God have me to do open up your Bible start reading scripture and scripture will answer it for you many times you'll turn to that scripture and you say this is what I needed to know right here God will put it before you. He's done that to me I don't know how many times. <coughs> and he wants to put his word before each one of us that we can get inside of us and, and hold on to. You know, then we start to think, you know, I don't know if I really need to go to church all that often. I think I've heard about all I need to hear. The Word of God is what they call a cutting sword. The Word of God is, is the, the sword is the Word of God because it cuts. Have you ever read something that just kind of cut into you? You say, that is me. I'm making this mistake. I'm doing this and God's telling me this is wrong not for me not to do this. Scripture will turn your life around if you will let it. It will turn your life. It will make a new person out of you. And, uh, but when we start to be, when we begin to think that, boy, I don't need to go to church, you know, I think I've heard about all I, I, I need to hear, then we are far from where we need to be in our walk with God. 
We're not even close to where we need to be. Because like I said, God's got something new every single day. If you'll just let him into your life and let him do it. God is new every day. He's got something new for us. If we get a sense of self-satisfaction about our spiritual lives, oh, I think I'm okay. I think I know all I need to know. This is an indication we're in bad spiritual shape. When we think we know all we need to know, oh, God can't do any more in my life. He can't. I can't learn anymore. If you'll open up your mind and your heart, God has not even really got started on us. What he wants to put in us and what he wants us to know. Yes, we have all things in our lives for which we need a cleansing. We all have things in our life that we need to be cleansed of on a regular basis. You know, just like Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We keep making mistakes. We keep on sinning. We're flesh. And we have a sin nature that we inherited from our first father, Abraham. Adam. Excuse me, Abraham. Adam. That sin nature came down to us. And we're going to have that sin nature. And you're going to fight sin until you get to heaven. You're going to be warned against sin. Sin's going to be after you constantly because that's Satan trying to turn you away from God. He's going to keep hitting you with sin. He's going to do everything he can to put sin in your life. <clears throat> each day we, could, we, we need a cleansing. We need a cleansing. Each and every day we need to come to God. God, if I've done something, maybe you don't even realize we've done it. God, if there's something in my life that I have done today that I did not, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me. Take that away. Lord, I don't want anything in my life that separates you and me. I don't want anything in my life that when I pray, Lord, that you don't hear me. And sometimes it can be so subtle. That's the way Satan works. It's so subtle that we sometimes we don't even realize that we've done something. That we don't even realize it. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, there are sins of both commission and omission. Okay. A sin of commission is breaking one of God's commandments. And, but the sin of omission is doing something that God, is not doing something that God told us to do. Have you ever thought about that? A sin of commission is, is breaking God's commandment. The sin of omission is, is not doing something that God told us to do. Well, how's that a sin? Because we were disobedient to God. He told us to do something. We didn't do it. Oh, I don't need to do that, God. I don't need to do that. And many times we have things that go on in our life. Stop and think. Did you break one of God's commandments? Or did you not do something that God told you to do? This separates us from God. And sometimes God does not hear our prayers. If we don't confess our sins when we happen, when they happen, and believe me, they will, because Satan is going to see to it that they do happen in our life, that our prayer lives will come to a halt. When we have sin in our life and we don't get rid of it, God says our sin separates us from him. 
and he doesn't hear us. Sin starts building up in our lives if we don't confess it. Let me ask you a question, especially you women. Beverly, you've got a bunch of kids there at your house. If you don't do laundry real often, how, how long does it take that laundry to build up? Yeah. Most of you know it. Just me and my wife, she does laundry about almost every other day or so. It just keeps building up. That's the way sin is. If you don't take care of it, it builds up, it builds up, and it builds up. It's just like a load of laundry. If it's not washed and cleansed and taken care of, it's just going to keep building and building and building. We need to take care of any sin in our life. Like that, sometimes we can do something or think something that we didn't even, maybe, maybe you didn't realize it was a sin. Or you weren't thinking about it being a sin. Because Satan is so susceptible the way he does things that sometimes we don't realize, hey, boy, I messed up and I didn't even realize it. A thought. How many of you have ever had a thought and you say, where in the world did that thought come from? I wasn't thinking anything like that. We all have. That's Satan. But we need to get rid of that kind of stuff in our minds. And uh, if we don't get rid of sin in our lives, uh, remember, we just read it a while ago here. Remember Isaiah 59 verse 2. What he said. Your iniquities or your sins have separated you from your God and your sins have hid his face from you so that he will not hear you when you pray. And it don't take a whole lot. See, God is so holy. He is such a holy, holy God that sin is something that God cannot look upon. That's what, you know, when Jesus went to the cross and God poured the sins of the world out on him, do y'all realize that was the first and the only time that God had to turn his eyes and his face off of his son? He couldn't look at him because he represented sin. Our sin. God took like a big bucket full of the world's sin. Not just yours, not just mine. I mean the whole world. And he dumped them out on Jesus. He who had no sin became sin. Whenever Jesus said, Lord, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but yours. What was he talking about? He knew he was going to the cross. He knew the pain. He knew the suffering. He knew the torture. He knew everything that was going to happen. You know what he was talking about? Please, if there's anything we can do to keep me and my father from being separated, let that cup pass. Just the thought of Jesus and his father being separated for that few minutes. He said, oh, Lord, if you just let this pass. Just let it pass. I don't want to be separated from the father. That's what we should feel. Please, I don't want to let me be separated from my father, from my God. And sin is what separates us. Sin is what stops our prayers. You know, and sometimes we need...
to just get on our knees, come before God, say, God, I know it's been a while since I've come before you like this, but Lord, if there's something going on in my life, if there's something there, cleanse me. Cleanse me. Wash me clean. Don't let it separate us. You know, sometimes unconfessed sin in our lives when we don't confess it. And you know it's there though. You know what that's saying? You know what unconfessed sin and you know it's there and you're not getting rid of it? You know what that's saying? You want the sin more than you want God. You want the sin more than you want God if you don't confess it and get rid of it. And if we want that sin more than we want God, God's not going to hear your prayers. I'm going to tell you right now. Maybe some of you are going through some things right now. Oh, if only God you would just hear me. Look at your life. Where are you at with God? Is there any unconfessed sin in your life? Is there something there that you have not given to God? Are you holding back something? Remember David and his, and his sin with Bathsheba? David was so afraid that God was going to abandon him. He didn't confess that right away. But when he did, he got rid of that sin. David said something. He said, I confess my sin before God and I held back nothing. Are you holding back something that you need to let God take care of? Is there something in your life that you need? God, I need this cleansed. I know I haven't come to you, and I know I needed to. Lord, is that why my prayers are not being answered? Is that why I'm going through some of the things I'm going through? Sometimes we go through something, and we're wondering, why is God not hearing me? Ask yourself. Is there something that I have not confessed to God? Is there something I'm holding back that I have not told God? Oh, God knows it, but you're going to have to confess it. You're going to have to confess it. God knows everything you've done, every thought you've ever had. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. But God's not going to force you to do it. You have got to want to come to God and make things right with him. To get him, to get back on God's good side, let's say. To get back to where God hears our prayer. That when you pray, you say, God, thank you for hearing my prayer. Lord, I'm thanking you right now that you're answering that prayer. See, that's what we ought to be able to do. When we pray, we ought to be able to, be able to thank God right then and there. God, thank you for hearing me. Thank you for listening. God, thank you for answering my prayer. God, it's over. It's done. I know it's in your hands now. Wouldn't that be so simple and so good to know that God hears you? That he hadn't turned a deaf ear to you? In Psalm 66, 18, it says, If I regard or I retain iniquity or sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. He will not hear your prayers. But then, in the next scripture, in Psalm 66, 19, it says, But truly God has heard me, and he has answered to the voice of my prayer. I added this. 
because I confessed my sin to him and I held back nothing. I told him everything. He forgave me and he cleansed me. I'm whole and I'm right with God again. He hears my prayers. He answers my prayers because I confessed my sin. And I'm going to tell you right now, if we want if we want to get closer to God to have a, a greater walk with God, when we get to, you know, the closer we get to God, the greater sense that your sin will come to you. The greater you will understand a sin in my life. You're going to know it. The closer you get to God, God, hey, you got sin. Hey, you haven't confessed stuff to me. But the closer we get to God, He tells us, You need to come to me. You need to confess what you've done. I know what you've done, but you need to confess it. You need to come clean and ask me to forgive you. And unconfessed sin in our life will be a, big, a bigger bother to us if we don't confess it. God's going to keep reminding you. There's something going on in your life. You've got sin. You need to confess it. You need to get rid of it. And until we do, it's going to stay there. And God's not going to hear your prayers. He's not going to answer your prayers. Oh, He's still going to love you. He just won't answer your prayers and do what you've asked him to do until you get rid of sin. So many people ask, God, why am I still going through the things I'm going through? Ask yourself, Lord, have I confessed everything? Is there something that I have held back that I don't realize I've held back? Just drop down on your knees. Say, Lord, I want to come before you. Lord, I just want to have a few moments with you. First of all, I want to pray and ask you if there's anything in my life that I have not confessed, any sin. Lord, I'm asking you right now, forgive me. Forgive me. And then just spend a little time loving him, praising him, and thanking him that he has forgiven you that he has restored you and that he now hears you and he is going to answer your prayers. He just simply wants you to be in his life sin free. And the only way we can do that is confess that sin. You can't cleanse your sin. Only God can. Only God can. And he will. But you have to want it. I'm going to ask the band, if they will, to come up. And maybe you've got something that's going on in your life today that you'd like to need to come to the altar for and just say, Lord, I'd like to come before you today. There's some things going on in my life. Or, Lord, maybe I've done something I don't even know I've done. And I want to just ask you to cleanse me, to make me whole, to put me back in right standing with you. Lord, I don't want to be separated from you just like your son Jesus didn't want to be separated from you.
Lord, I love you, and I want to be close to you. Sometimes we just need to come to God and love on him. We're his children. Let me ask you a question. If you, if, when your children come to you and come to your house, don't you just kind of like them to kind of come sit next to you and Papa or Mama or whoever you are, I love you. Thank you for all you do for me. And I just want to thank you for it. Doesn't that make you feel good when your children come to you and tell you how much they love you? God's the same way when we come to Him and tell Him how much we love Him. We're His children. So if you have something going on in your life today or maybe you think you might have something, you're not sure, this would be a great day just to ask God, Lord, if there's something going on in my life, I'm asking you to forgive me. To walk with me, to let me have that relationship with you, Lord, that I once had. Hear my prayer. Answer my prayers. I think you'll feel a set of arms come around you and squeeze you so tight and say, thank you for confessing that sin and coming back to me. I'm going to just ask the band to play. If you just need to come down, please do. If you would just like to have prayer, I'm going to be down front. I'll be glad to pray with you. I condemn no man. That's not my job. I'm here to, to help you, to pray with you, to stand in agreement with you that God will do whatever you need him to do in your life. The Bible says we're two or more gathered in his name. His presence will be there. So when we come together and I, we agree, God's presence is here with us. So I'll ask the band to play. If you need something from God, today would be a great day to ask him.